What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And welcome to Million Dollar Mindset Radio. This is your host and international success coach, Marla Tabaka. As always, I am so thrilled to have you here, and I hope you had a great weekend. I know I did, and I'm ready to dig in. I'm feeling re-energized after spending time digging in the earth this weekend in my wonderful garden, and I hope that you also took time to explore your passion this weekend because that is so important. Today, we have what is one of my very favorite topics. And I know I say that a lot. I'm just passionate about so many things. But this is this is really in my top three, because it is that critical. And even for people who have one or two employees, this topic is critical to your success. So we're talking about seven elements of a great company culture. And, you know, it struck me the other day, I was reading a pretty in-depth article interview about creating a culture. And, you know, some of the language was a little bit... um you know, it, it was it was higher level language, and and it didn't describe much about what culture actually means. And I thought, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs don't even really understand what it means to create a culture. They don't quite get it because they've never had to do it before. And if they come from corporate, they probably <laughs> have never been involved in a really supportive productive culture. And it's really different when you're a small business. You get to run the company on your own terms. And that freedom is one of the reasons that you became an entrepreneur in the first place, right? So we want to make sure that you do run the company on your own terms. And that brings me to my 51 rules of leadership excellence. So earlier this month, I revealed those 51 rules. And I've made them up over the years of coaching small businesses, startups, micro businesses, solopreneurs, and realizing where they really struggle. And the things that are just most critical to have in place in order to have a thriving, fabulous company. And a lot of them are really self-empowerment uh, rules, if you will. And uh, I know that's a strong word, but um, if you read my article over on Inc., it lists the 51 rules and you'll see where I got the word rules from. So head on over there to Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco and look for the article 51 rules of leadership excellence and and you'll see where this comes from so um you know when i wrote those rules i put them in rather random order uh, because they're equally critical 
to success and to thriving and to creating that freedom that is so important to you. But because this is one of my more passionate topics, rule number 11 really, really begs further discussion. And that rule is consciously build a powerful company culture. Otherwise, it will build itself and you probably will not like the results. Okay, so what does that really mean? I've worked with more companies than not who have have not developed a culture. Well, let me put it this way. A culture develops itself if you don't take charge. So if all of a sudden you have office politics going on, which there will always be some when you have more than one employee. Um, you have gossip going on. You have negativity. You have people calling in to work too, uh, to be ill once too often. You have people who are not putting forth their best work ethic and people who don't have a really great work ethic. And that's what I mean by the culture will develop itself because if you don't have a culture, basically it means that you're not in that leadership role in a very solid solid way. So they have no no one to follow, no example, uh, no chief. Okay, you, you may think you're being a chief, but probably not in a way that's highly effective for your employees. So a lot of these companies, these startups especially, are really fast to hire. What? They need help. Oh, my God. And, and it's kind of cool to say, oh, my gosh, we have the budget to bring on our first three employees. Woohoo! You know, I can help. I don't have to work 24-7. You know, so they bring on these employees. And because they're in this little shell, they've been doing it themselves or with a partner or maybe even two or three partners, uh, they don't really understand how to hire the right people. So they're hiring bodies. They're hiring people who believe in their mission and, and, and seem psyched about the mission. They're not hiring right. And so forward, fast forward about a year, nine months to a year. And what I see then is that all of a sudden they realize they have the wrong people on the team. Oh, but they're so nice and they, they're really trying. And, and so they don't fire. And this becomes like a money pit and you end up doing things on your own anyway and the company isn't developing revenue in the ways that it could because you've got the wrong people on your team. So that's just, you know, some of the things that can happen. And then also when you don't have a strong culture in place, what happens on the outside of the company? You don't have a a face to the company that people get and understand and resonate with. Because if you don't know what your company stands for, certainly the consumer doesn't know what your company stands for. So you've got to get out there. You've got to know what your company stands for. And that that is really a whole nother topic. But, you know, that's an important part of developing your culture. So what does it really mean to build a strong culture? As I said, reading that article struck me like a lot of people just don't know, you know, and for a lot of people, for a lot of uh, newer entrepreneurs and established entrepreneurs who haven't really developed a great culture, the very word conjures up, right, images of employees dancing on desks and playing pool in the break room and napping in, in comfy little nap cubicles and taking home free um, Macs and, you know, doing all sorts of cool stuff that doesn't necessarily resonate with the entrepreneur. Well, yes, absolutely free stuff 
and fun can be one component of a thriving culture, but there is so much more to it. So, you know, think about how much do you want to stand out from your competition? Do you want to keep when you finally hire that rock star talent, you know, that can take you to the top? Do you want to hold on to them or do you want to just kind of see that rock star jumping onto another stage? And do you want to glean everything you can from your most brilliant employees and, you know, just your employees at all levels? You got to remember rule 11. Build, consciously build a powerful company culture. Otherwise, it will build itself and you probably won't like the results. So the first thing, the first step in building a a culture is that you've got to build it based on your values. And if you don't know what your values are, then that's going to be really difficult. So this is where we talk about, you know, what does your company stand for? What are your policies? How much do you want to empower your employees? How do you want your customers to be treated? And how do you want them to perceive you? And this is all part of branding as well, right? How do you want to treat your employees? What work ethic are you looking for? How do you want to um, inject play and uh, playfulness and collaboration into your culture? you know, what, what level of integrity, how, you know, like, how do you want to deal with not only your employees and the people on the outside, but and people on the inside, but also your, your customers and the people you interface with on the, on the outside? How much do you want to empower your employees? What kind of quality of life do you want for your employees and yourself? What are your ultimate freedom goals? And do you want the same types of things for your employees? Uh, what kind of quality do you want in your products? Is it important to you that your products are are created here in the USA? Um, do you want to be authentic? Do you want to really have an authentic and transparent face on the company? Is local or global community very important to you? Do you want to develop a culture of giving back and, and really making sure that, and, and this is big nowadays, and we find, I mean, statistics show, studies show very strongly that given the choice between companies, the consumer, um, 80, plus, 80 plus percent of the time, the, that consumer is going to choose a company who has a culture of giving back, um, cause-driven companies. So, you know, that's really something to think about. What What is your passion in terms of your cause and how can you connect your company to it? That can help you not just in the, the giving back because we we know that, you know, what you give is, is what you receive in terms of goodness and love and and so on, but also in your marketing. So I developed for the article over on Inc., and we're talking more deeply about them here today, the seven musts, the seven elements of a great culture. These are things I know that works. Now, maybe you don't need every single one, um, but you do You do need to develop something along the line of, of these seven musts. So here we are, number one. A culture of trust. If you want to be trusted, you must trust. And I'm going to take that even a step further. You must demonstrate a trustworthy nature as well. Very important. So this culture of trust is really important um, for most companies. And I'm going to go as far as say all companies. 
For instance, I have a friend who works for um, a team of doctors. And a few years ago, when the economy took a hit, and the doctors really started suffering revenue-wise, they asked the employees to take a 10% pay cut. Now, 10% for the middle-class working person is huge. And, but, but they didn't have a choice, right? They knew if they wanted to keep their jobs, they had to, you know, accept a 10% pay cut. Well, that was actually, that was about five years ago. Meanwhile, fast forward, the business starts thriving again. And these employees who have been loyal and stuck through this are not getting their 10% back. And the company is, is throwing big extravagant holiday parties and giving out, you know, bonuses to upper management and things like this. This is not a culture of trust that they're building. They're building hostility amongst their employees. I mean, it's only natural. Anyone would be angry when they're really still trying to make ends meet. And not only have they given up a 10% pay cut five years ago, but hey, they haven't had any kind of a raise or a bonus in all of that time. So finally, finally this year, they reinstated the 10%, which is great, but you know, they still didn't have any bonus built in. So we're going to talk more about about that culture of trust definitely after break, but let me just go on to say that it, it's imperative especially for any, for anyone, but especially if you're employing a lot of millennials, which nowadays we really are, right? A lot of companies are employing millennials and, uh, it's important for millennials, especially to feel very safe in a very trust environment and, um, to, to be able to trust. So we're going to go into a break. When we come back, we're just going to finish off this topic and go on to rule number two. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Doginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. 
All right, and welcome back to Million Dollar Mindset Radio. And we are here talking about seven elements of a great company culture. Now, of course, keep in mind that these are, you know, don't keep your company culture restricted to these seven elements, but they're to give you food for thought and to give you some sort of foundation to move forward consciously in building your culture because it is so very critical to your future. Another aspect of trust is is allowing your employees and again especially millennials i can't stress this enough to to have freedom to have freedom to perform the work in maybe a different way than you would do it yourself if you believe if you behave like a helicopter parent and you oversee everything or you take over projects if they're not being done to your liking uh, then it's going to directly conflict with your goal of building trust and and so you might say oh my gosh but what what if they don't do it right what if they make a mistake well you know what i think if you talk to any successful entrepreneur they're going to tell you that there is no mistake from which you cannot recover. So if you give your employees very clear guidelines, not necessarily in many cases, especially if it's a creative project, not many um, guidelines in terms of exactly how to do it, but the outcome that you need and desire, and you let them go out there and spread their wings. Sure, they may stumble from time to time, but you're going to establish that that uh, trust culture which is so important. And of course, you want to bring that into your business relationships and you want to align your um, behavior with what you're preaching here. So demonstrate the things that you want to see come back to you in your team. Very, very important. All right, number two, moving on here. Give employees the opportunity to get to know one another. It's really important. How can people know, like, and trust one another if they don't have the opportunity to play together? They don't have the opportunity to talk, to know one another. You know, when you bring somebody new on board, create a, a routine of taking them out to lunch with the whole team or having an after hours with the team, really make it about them and a getting to know you and, and that employee getting to know every else. Uh, an occasional party or outing is just not enough to build and maintain these relationships. You've got to weave these events into the fabric of your day-to-day company life. So create little rituals at employee meetings, for instance. Have themes for certain days of the week and, and for holidays. Engage in community projects. Remember, we talked about how important that conscious culture is. Uh, community can be uh, part of what you do and you can take one day a quarter. Yes, I know this is going to cost money. It's going to be difficult to arrange at times, but you've got to talk your talk and walk your walk. Okay. Take a day a quarter. Start with two days a year. Heck, start with one day a year if you have to and gather, rally your employees and get them out into the community doing the work that's important to your values. Find little quirky ways to celebrate success, no matter how small the success is. And, um, you know, make sure that you talk about it at meetings. So that's a great way to start a company meeting. And I'll tell you, I have a client who started doing this. And as soon as she did, within a week or two, probably took a couple of weeks, she saw a change in her culture from this one little tweak. Every day they meet for, you know, the 15 minute meeting and every Monday they meet for a longer meeting. 
And they begin each meeting by going around the table and having every single person uh, talk about something that they're grateful for, uh, a win that they had in the last week, something really interesting or exciting that came up in their life, um, whatever. They started out on this really positive note and, and then they take an actual minute or two and they pause for like a gratitude meditation. And I know that can sound woo-woo for you, but find another way to frame it if you don't like, you know, those terms. But get your employees on the same page of feeling good. Do playful things like a chili cook-off and a a game-filled afternoon at the park and things like that. And again, I know you're very busy, but if you don't take time out for these things, then you're going to be even more busy because you are going to be looking for new employees and cleaning up messes. And if it sounds like too much work for you to arrange, which it probably is, and you probably should not be the one doing this, Assign a monthly culture captain to to plan out the month. So every every month somebody else gets the job. The job. So even if you only have two employees, that's okay. They they you know just coordinate it and switch off. And it doesn't have to be. Again, it doesn't have to be a ton of stuff. And some of these can be after hours. So it it sounds like more than it is. I think in terms of work. Number three. You gotta create a cool space. Okay. Think about this. When your desk is cluttered, how do you feel versus when your desk is clean? I know I cannot stand clutter and it clutters my brain when my desk is a mess. Unfortunately, my desk gets messy by the end of the day. It's crazy. Um, you know, one of my things is I have a hard time if I have to work on something, I cannot tuck it away in a folder and then come back to it. It's just like I have this mentality once it's in the folder that it's done. I, what can I say? This is who I am. So I tend to keep active things stacked on my desk. But that is overwhelming. It actually is overwhelming. So I have found ways to make different systems work for me. And if if I go a day or two or three and I don't clean up this clutter, it stresses me out. Well, nowadays, tossing a few desks in a room for office space just doesn't cut it anymore. Remember, that external environment has a significant impact on our internal thought process and how clarity can come through and how creative we can be. So do things like, and again, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Do things like design a creative corner, throw a couple beanbag chairs in there, maybe a big chalkboard or that paint that you can paint one of those, your walls in that, in that chalkboard paint. Um, just create a really lighthearted, playful theme in a corner of your office. You can allow employees to bring fun decorations to work. You can even create themes every month where your employees can bring Hawaiian themed decorations or what have you. Uh, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money at all. Um, if you can afford it, if you're farther along in, in your business uh, model, and you can afford to hire a creative designer and make your space really unique, wow. You know, employees are so proud to come to work. They are so proud to show others where they work. And um, certainly your 
uh, customers, should you have the kind of business where customers come in, they are really going to show this, see this, and you are going to set the bar for innovation. Okay. So creating a culture of cool attracts the kind of people who value the kind of culture you're trying to build. So we're going to go into break and I still have many more for you. So make sure to stay tuned. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. Welcome back to Million Dollar Mindset Radio. This is Marla Tabaka. And if you are ready to grow your business and make the money and achieve the freedom that is so important to you, then I may be just the person to help you out. I've been coaching full-time for 13 years with entrepreneurs just like you. And uh, I just love helping entrepreneurs achieve what's important to them. So go on to my website, Marla Tabaka, T-A-B-A-K-A.com and contact me and we'll set up a time to chat to see if, you know, we're really, we got that synergy thing going and and to see if I can help you. So I'd love to hear from you. You can also just email me straight up at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. And again, today we're here talking about those seven elements of the great company culture, the things that I think are just really foundational and, and you know, they don't all have to happen at once. You can infuse these things into your culture one at a time or, you know, just a step at a time is all you have to do. So number four of the seven is give them free stuff. Now, you think of big companies like Apple, for instance, you know, I have a nephew who was one of the lead designers on the iPhone at uh, Apple and he came home, oh my gosh, so often he always had a f- another um, free iPad, uh, the next phone, the latest gadget, the Google Glass, you know. Well, okay, you can't necessarily do that. But if you are a product-based company, um, certainly you can afford to throw a few perks to your employees should it be a product that they enjoy. And, uh, you know, if you can't afford to supply personal computers or tablets or stock options and grand parties, then no worries because those things can come down the line. In the meantime, 
things like a Friday morning breakfast, uh, afternoon smoothie treats. You know, people love free food. Even really wealthy people love free food. Um, fun work tools. If there's little things that, that you see your employees need and, um, you know, if maybe a new set of colored pencils that, that are really cool and trendy, uh, could be used, then that might be something fun. Those stress squeeze balls and funny shapes and colors are always fun. Try to avoid too much branded merchandise. I think people like things like jackets and shirts and things like that, but, you know, avoid too much branded merchandise. That just doesn't show the value in the same way. But inexpensive merchandise will go a long way. And this will really contribute to a hard work, hard play environment. You know, a work hard, play hard environment. And it'll make for really happy, productive, and creative employees. So what can you give them free? You know, you can hand out movie cards and things like that, Starbucks cards, whatever, you know, you see your employees enjoying. So, so think about that. Think about the fun little gifts you can give your employees just because, because it does go a long, long way. Number five, I like no jerks allowed. Okay. Now, I don't know. Maybe you have created a really serious no play environment personally. I don't think that those environments are healthy and I don't think people thrive in them. And if you, if you are able to hold on to your employees, it's going to be more fear based, uh, than anything else. You know, oh gosh, I need this job. And that's not who you want working for you. You want people who say, I love this job, who get up in the morning and most often look forward to coming to the job. So I just, I really can't say this often enough. Hiring for skill alone is going to just like doom you to misery. Okay. And this is earlier. I talked about the startups and how, you know, they hire so fast and fire so slow, right? Okay. You've got to hire people who fit in with the intentional design of your culture. Okay, you've got to hire people with a proven work ethic and are team players and who fit in with the other personalities. Hire for creativity and personalities and personality. And, you know, of course, I'm not negating the value of skill, especially, you know, if you're hiring, uh, if you're a law firm, you've got to obviously hire attorneys, but if you have a choice between an attorney with 10 years of experience and an attorney with three or four, and that attorney with three or four years of experience can bring something just vibrant and wonderful and collaborative to the table, yeah, really, really think about what is more important. And I am telling you that that ability to um, to fit into the culture is so, so important. So I've had companies who aren't conscious of this. And it always turns out that they have, I'm thinking of one company in particular that I coach and they have 10 employees. And uh, every single employee is a woman, which is fine. Uh, but what has happened there, because they were not intentional in their hiring, as far as, you know, no jerks allowed, <laughs> is, is that uh, they have a little clique of like three employees who stand together in this very rebellious state. And none of the other seven employees likes them. And you can only imagine the friction that it causes. And of course, 
my clients got stuck in this, oh my gosh, you know, but we need them. They're so good. They're so talented. They've been here from the beginning. How can we possibly, um, you know, get rid of any of these people? Well, I'll tell you what, in a case like that, you're going to want to look at the band leader and you're going to want to give a serious thought to what to do. And it may be just, um, re-educating them about what the culture is and again giving them an t- intentional education about it it may be actually yes going as far as to fire them of course you've got to try to fix it first but you absolutely want to make certain that you do something about it and don't just let it fix itself because eh, in most cases that's not going to happen it's not going to just iron itself out so how do you find these no jerks these non-jerks these nice team collaborative players when you interview do your interview in a less formal structure don't ask for your typical resumes Uh, they tell you nothing resumes are really almost useless in my opinion get to know the person take them into a casual environment see how they act see the kinds of questions they ask you can ask them some personal questions you know there are things like age and marital status and whether or not they have children that you want to stay away from asking with purpose however you can you can find a lot of those things out when you ask questions like what do you like to do in your free time and what's the most daring or challenging thing that you've ever done and uh, tell me about your best friends you know not necessarily about them but what kind of people do you like to surround yourself with what's important to you in your coworker? okay what's important to you in the leadership in a company ask them these things before you give away much about the company i was sitting in starbucks the other day and you know they have very in- inexperienced people interviewing to hire And this gal who was interviewing, I guess she's a shift supervisor, sat down and proceeded to tell the interviewee everything cool about Starbucks and how they work and what they expect and what works and what doesn't. And then she turned to the interviewee and said, so tell me why you want to work here. And I thought it was the most ridiculous interview that I have ever, ever had the pleasure of overhearing, you know. And that's the other thing, too, right? They sit in this, in this, uh, ta- at this table, right smack in the middle of this busy store, which was crazy. And, and so it was, it was just not a healthy interview and it wasn't well played. And you know what? The thing is, I, knew the woman she was interviewing from another food establishment in the area. And I had had awful, awful experiences with this interviewee as um, someone behind the counter at a food establishment. And yet that interviewer didn't know enough about her to realize what a horrible, horrible culture fit this woman would have been because she didn't give the woman a chance to talk. She didn't ask the right questions. She didn't inspire the woman to to think deeper about the job. It's just, you know, why do you want this job? And and then the woman answered by saying, well, I think, you know, I want this job uh, because I really need to get out of my current situation. Was that somebody you want to hire? It's not somebody I want to hire. I know that. So really give intention to uh, thinking about great questions. Think of the interview as more of a conversation than an interview. 
Go in with your employees and that mood that you have in the office, if it's a good one, in mind and think about what kind of player you need to fit in and who's going to fit in the best. So make sure you go into your interview, not just looking for skills uh, and, and really looking for those different qualities. Can't stress that one enough. And we're going to go into break in a couple of minutes, and I'm going to talk to you about tip number six and seven. And uh, then if we have a little bit of time left over, I'd like to go back and revisit some of the 51 rules because I just think they're very, very cool and they're things that everybody should be aware of. So again, you'll find me at MarlaTabaka, T-A-B-A-K-A dot com. And make sure to read my articles over on Inc.com as well. And we are going to go into this break. When we come back, we have a few more tips for culture for you. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And welcome back to Million Dollar Mindset Radio. We are here talking about culture. So important if you plan on employing people within your company. And and really, this is another topic, but having a culture for virtual workers is also very, very important. So this isn't just for people with employees. You still have to have a culture for virtual workers. You still have to do those meetings and you know, send them stuff and, and do fun stuff for them to create that inclusive culture, which is so important. So tip number six is encourage growth and ownership, especially as your company is growing. Now, when I talk about ownership, I'm not talking about stock options, although that's something that when you hit a certain revenue point, you want to consider, maybe not do, but but look into it and find out if it's right for you. A strong company culture isn't just about fun, okay, and free stuff. It's about encouraging your employees to see their job as more than just a job, but to own their job and own their ideas. And once you build this collaborative, trusting environment, your employees are going to start bringing ideas to the table. If it's their idea, put them in charge of it. Let them run with it. 
and and just see what happens. Give them a little leeway in their time to explore the things that they feel passionate about and to develop to develop that confidence that it takes to be a leader leader. So, you know, do you want to develop entrepreneurs? You know, that's that's kind of a fun buzzword. Entrepreneurs are people who are very entrepreneurial, but they are employees. And maybe someday to become an entrepreneur, but right now they they do want to be given a certain amount of freedom for creativity in the company and for taking charge of things. And, you know, it's in certain types of companies, it's important to hire entrepreneurs into certain positions. Now, you don't necessarily want someone who's extremely entrepreneurial in your shipping and receiving, but you want somebody who will own their job. So today, really innovative companies don't hire employees to remain in one job for an eternity. I think that the day of retiring after 40 years in service, unfortunately, are dwindling. And, you know, I say unfortunately, but, you know, there's an excitement to what's going on today, too. Um, They hire innovators, They hire people who contribute to the future of the company in a really powerful way. So let them own their ideas. As we talked about in the environment of trust, let them, you know, run the projects, let them do their work in a way that is empowering. And entrepreneurs have this habit of wanting control. And I work a lot with female entrepreneurs in particular who don't want to burden their employees or don't want to hurt their feelings. So they'll take a project and they'll say, oh, thanks, Sally. This is just great. And then they'll do the whole thing over again. Well, how do you think Sally feels? Okay. There again, when she sees it done in a different way, there goes the trust. Hey, my boss told me that was great. And then she just revamp the entire thing. I can't trust a word she says, right? Um, and, and then also it can create lazy employees. So I know someone personally who, who does what she thinks is right on her job and then says, well, if my boss doesn't like it, she's going to just do it over anyway. So I don't have to give it my all. I don't have to think outside the box. I don't have to get creative. I don't have to, you know, work that extra hour today to figure this out. I'm just going to close this project out now because she just redoes everything I do anyway. So you're going to create a lazy environment. And I don't think that that is what you want either. Right. So be very, uh, conscious of letting go of control and of coaching your employees. Okay. So when the employee doesn't do a project in a way that in, in genuinely that you don't see being right, I guess I, I don't want to use that word, but I'm having a hard time thinking of another word. When, when, you know, an, a project isn't done to your satisfaction or you don't think it's going to satisfy the need, then coach them through it. Ask them how it can change to satisfy the need. What more can you do here around this? If it's something very like, like a spreadsheet or a document that they needed to provide, a white paper or something, tell them more about what you want and need and why. Explain to them the why. And, and, you know, put on a coach's hat. You have to do that nowadays. And even in corporations, they've been doing that for a long time. You know, I, I uh, once worked with a somebody in a C-suite 
position and she had weekly meetings with her three managers and then in turn the three managers had weekly meetings with their people and in these meetings it wasn't just a checkup a report on how things are going but it was an actual coaching event so they always looked for things that could be done better and ways that they could inspire and things like that. So I saw that as a really, really critical part of her success because she was very successful in that very large corporation. So put on a coach hat and encourage growth and project ownership. Make your employees feel like they are a part of the company in a very big way. And of course, Zappos is just one of my very favorite uh, examples of that. You know, those employees are empowered to do what they have to do to satisfy the customer within reason, of course, but they are empowered. So we're going to go into our break. And when we come back, I've got another tip for you. And we're going to revisit and go into depth on some of these other rules. I can't wait. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. What is holding you back from being your best? What keeps you feeling insecure and like you're on the outside looking in? Why can't you get over the anger you feel? Why are your relationships unsuccessful? Do you want to find answers so you can break those chains you've been dragging through life? If you are willing to do the work and want to discover where your issues began so you can move forward, Chained No More is for you. Chained No More, a journey of healing for adult children of divorce and childhood brokenness. Written by author and Toginet radio show host, Robin Beesman. It's a powerful, deep, and unique small group curriculum with books for leaders and participants. It will combine faith and practical tools to help you find hope and healing. There's also a self-discovery version for those who would rather go it alone in a personal study. Chained No More will take you back to childhood issues through the workbook and show you the power those issues have had on your life. It will then guide you to healing and give you strong and effective practical tools to give you hope and set you free for a brighter and more joyful future. You have to do the work to make it work. Isn't it time? Order Chained No More, a journey of healing for adult children of divorce and childhood brokenness today at www.robinbministries.com, amazon.com, or any bookseller's website. Chained No More. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And welcome back. This is Marla Tabaka. As always, you can find me in social media, Facebook, Marla Tabaka, and in Twitter, at Marla Tabaka. Always love to hear from you and uh, see me over at Inc. as well. All right. Our final, final tip 
or element, I guess I should say, of the foundation for your incredible culture is, again, so important. They're all important, right? It is communicate, communicate, communicate. And yeah, I don't mean to send a lot of text messages or emails when I say communicate. Oh my goodness, they can just create such havoc within your company. So watch out for those texts. You know, those are just meant to say, hey, I'll be there in five minutes or can you come into my office or something like that. They're not meant for conversations in business, okay? And I think a lot of leaders have just gotten lazy and don't pick up the phone and don't have face-to-face meetings and then have a lot of miscommunication because of the way that they're uh, communicating or not. And this is really where I see a ton of entrepreneurs, especially startups, just fall on their face and fail because of poor communication, misunderstanding, not knowing uh, what the other hand is thinking and doing. You know, when one hand doesn't know what the other is doing, you really do have a recipe for disaster. So I'm not just talking about communication about processes and workflow and things like that. You've got to drill your values into your employees, make sure that you're in integrity with what any of your partners believe as well in terms of values. And you can use ideas like those above that we talked about by demonstrating them in your own behavior. So be really authentic and at times even vulnerable. So, you know, I was reading an article the other day, as you can tell, I read a lot uh, about that vulnerability. And and actually, I think it was a, a pop test quiz kind of thing. And it said, can you can you tell your, you know, if vulnerability is something we talk a lot about now in authenticity. Can you tell your employees too much? And uh, the answer is yes, absolutely. You can tell your employees too much. If you have personal woes, really, your employees are not the people that you want to discuss those with. Now, if you just want to say something to hint at them, that's one thing. If, if something big is going on, you're getting a divorce or something along that line, uh, a parent is ill, whatever, absolutely your employees need to know that. Uh, but it, it, when you're having those issues in your marriage or whatever the case may be, they don't need to know all the nitty gritty details, okay? So you don't want to, being authentic and vulnerable doesn't mean wearing your heart on your sleeve, Okay, it just it just means to let them know what your values are. Let them know why they're important. Let them understand why things are so critical to success. Show your personality. Uh, oh gosh, I've had so many clients come into coaching who will say, "Well, I have to do everything right. If I don't, my employees won't believe in me." No way is that true. If you try to do everything right, you're going to become so stiff and such a robot in front of your employees that they're not going to want to work for you. They're not going to see you as a person. They're going to see you as the boss. And, you know, while that's great on one hand, no, you want to be seen as a human being and it's okay to make mistakes. So, you know, don't don't strive to get everything absolutely right. It's just not who you want to be. And, uh, you know, let them know when you don't know something or you're uncomfortable about something. And, and if an employee isn't performing up to par, 
Don't let your frustration and disappointment grow. Don't get agitated. Again, I have a lot of people come into their coaching session saying, oh my gosh, this has been going on for six months. I don't know what to do. You've got to first engage in very thoughtful conversations about it and create a plan for improvement. If an employee has a win, you've got to celebrate that win. Okay, so talk to the underperformers. Find out what's going on and create a plan together, an accountability plan or whatever it needs, and work on that together. If you don't see improvement, you cannot just let people coast. Unfortunately, you got to know when the time to let go is right. And, you know, understand that employees need positive reinforcement too. So, Get out there and create cause to celebrate and have fun. So building this outstanding culture that is going to bring you all the financial freedom and all the other types of freedom that you seek, it's certainly not an overnight event. And it's not always easy, okay? You're going to get some pushback, especially from the people you've brought on the team who are not quite the right people. You'll hit some bumps in the road. And during those times, you want to remember Rule number six, okay, never ever forget that your team, not your product, not your bank account, but your team is your number one asset. Another very, very important rule. And if you don't have a great team, you're not going to get to where you want to be. So also remember, this is the Million Dollar Mindset Radio that No one else is going to believe in you. This is another rule. No one else is going to believe in you until you believe in yourself. So get that head trash out of the way. I can help you with that. That is what makes me such a successful coach is because I coach the person as well as the business because at this beginning stage, you are the business. It depends on you. So give me a call. Check out my website at MarlaTabaka.com. Email me at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. And I will see you here next week on TogiNet Radio. I look forward to that. Meanwhile, have a great week. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on TogiNet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, and if you've always struggled with self-esteem and working with others, this is your show. The Million Dollar Mindset. It's all about you and making you successful by unlocking the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. For more information and to check out what else Marla can do for you, check out her website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. Then, join us again next week for more of her insight with The Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com.